Uh, my brother, appreciate that tonight. Good songs, good worshipful songs, honorable songs. We just exalt our Savior. Amen. Those are the kind of songs that pleases God. And we're excited about pleasing the Lord. All right, Psalms 35 tonight. And so if you are wanting to read tonight, you're sure welcome to do so. And so uh, Psalms, 20, or Psalms 35. All right. All right, you first, Sister Mary. Okay. Let's do nine verses. Nine verses. You said 35? 35. Okay. Psalms 35. I plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as a chaff before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares, and let his net that he hath hid catch himself in that very destruction, let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, it shall rejoice in his salvation. Thank you, sister. The other sister. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which delivers the poor from him that is too strong for him? Yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoileth him. False witnesses did rise up, and they, they laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into mine own bosom. I have my, I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. But in mine adversity they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. Yea, the abjects gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me and cease not. With hypocritical mockers and feasts they gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long wilt thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destructions, my darling from the lions. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Thank you. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me, neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace, but they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they opened their mouth wide against me and said, Aha, aha, our eye hath seen it. This thou hast seen, O Lord, keep not silence. O Lord, be not far from me. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even unto my cause, my God, and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, so we would have it. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. My tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Amen. Thank you. All right. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah tonight, chapter 58. Isaiah, chapter 58. Want to preach a message tonight on fasting to revival. Fasting to revival. Here in chapter 58, verse 1. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. And show my people their transgression in the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness. 
and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted? Say they, thou seest not whereof have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure, and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. It is such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul. It is to bow down his head as a bulrush, to spread sackcloth and ashes under him. Will thou call this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou to bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall bring forth speedily, and the righteousness shall go forth before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be your reward. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we humbly come to you tonight asking for the help of the Lord. God, I pray you touch us tonight as we preach. God, I pray you'll fill us and anoint us with your spirit. Pray, God, that you'll help us in our abilities and capabilities. God, that you would guard our lips tonight. And God, dear God, this service, thank you for already the reading of Psalms 35. Thank you for the songs of the congregation. Thank you tonight, Lord, for those you've gathered together. God, we'll never be gathered with just such these again. And so we pray, God, tonight, Lord, that tonight be a special night. A night tonight, dear God, that we might be able to yield and humble ourselves before you. God, that you may open our eyes and hearts that we may receive all that you have for us tonight. God, I pray you show yourself tonight, Lord, to be mighty. God, I ask you to look, look upon us that we may see your face tonight and be in thy presence. We do thank you, Lord, for all that's going to happen. And we praise you for it already in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As you look at the scripture here tonight, you'll notice that the fast is the subject in which is at hand here. Uh, before we get into the message, though, I'd like to just look at one thing tonight where it says in verse 4, it says, to make your voice to be heard on high. Now, that is what goes along with fasting, is that the reason why that I want to fast, the reason why that I have decided to fast, and I desire to fast, is that I want my voice to be known or heard on high, on high. Now, can you pray tonight and be heard on high? Yes, you can. Does it require a fast to do that? No, it doesn't. But a fast will make forth or bring forth an enhancing. It will bring forth in a, a, a maybe something that would go forth with great power or great uh, heart on the behalf of those that are praying when there's fasting involved. And so uh, just that mind, just that heart to make your voice to be heard on high ought to be the very, the very desire of every one of us in this room is I want God to hear my voice. I want God to hear my prayer. I want God to hear my request. And tonight, I would think tonight that the request that we would have uh, would be for this revival meeting or this tent meeting is that God would move in this meeting, that God would touch the preachers, God would touch the singers, God would touch the hearers, that God would move in such a way that we would be different when we leave than when we came, that God would do something in our hearts that would make a permanent uh, mark and so that we'll never get over it, that we'll not be able to live the life that we've lived before the meeting, we live it again after It'll be such a change and such a move. You see, that's the voice that we want God to hear. That voice tonight that he will do something within our services, not even just then, but even now. Maybe on Sunday as well and, and, uh, and even uh, the Sunday after 
until the meeting. But we are praying so that God can hear our voice. And we find that fasting tonight uh, would be a help to that. It doesn't necessarily mean it will be that, but it will be a help to that. And so can we fast too much? Can we pray too much? The answer is no. That's like can we read too much? Can we study too much? Can we go to church too much? Uh, can we serve the Lord too much? And the answer is no to any of that. Matter of fact, uh, there's really not too much involved in that because you never can do enough. Every time I ever speak of someone or speak of myself, I say the same thing every time. I just don't read my Bible enough. I just don't pray enough. I definitely don't fast enough. I don't witness enough. I don't come to church enough. I don't serve the Lord enough. And that just seems to be the, the story of my life. Amen. And really, if you're honest with you, it would be the story of your life. Just don't do enough for God. All that he's ever done for me gave his life on the cross of Calvary. And I just don't ever match up to that. I just don't ever get to the place where I can have an equal pay for what he's done for me. And so I always come short, always come less. And, but that's not my heart. Amen. And so tonight, with that being said, it may be that we can fast our way to revival. And, uh, my, wouldn't that be good tonight to see God send revival maybe before the revival meeting? Or maybe tonight some one of us may get the spark of revival. Or you may find that you're in the fire of revival. And, and tonight you may leave out of here with great excitement, great joy, great peace. And, and you may have something within you that, that all of us could reach down and get and gather. Amen. May you just be, be that spark to us tonight that just needs to be lit. Uh, and boy, just start that fire and move across and move out. And know who knows what, who might get caught on and... And what might happen, amen? And so we're excited about the opportunity, and we're excited about the expectation, amen? We got hope tonight that God will and God could. But I want to show, first of all, tonight in the way of this fasting to revival, uh, that I noticed at the very beginning of the Scripture here, if you know the, notice the tone in which it's being sent, is God's not happy. God's not satisfied with the children of Israel and their fasting. And so we find that tonight to be very clear in the Scripture. So with that tone tonight, we must start in that same tone. And I will call it like this. I will call the mocking of fasting. There is a possibility tonight that we can mock God in our fasting. And we got to be careful tonight that we don't do that. That we don't mock God with the thing that we call fasting. We notice in verse 1 tonight, he says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up the voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. And what's taking place tonight is God is saying to Isaiah, Isaiah, my people are fasting, but my people are bringing a mockery unto me in that fasting. And I'm not excited about that. I'm not happy about that. And so I want you to, to cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show. Now that word show there, it means to front. It means tonight to stand boldly out opposite. To stand boldly out opposite of them. He's saying to Isaiah, Isaiah, I want you to expose my people. I want you to bring to a place where you will bring forth and declare my people. You see, God is not that interested tonight in a fast if there's sin. Tonight, if there's sin in our lives... If we're living in sin and loving sin and we are uh, living near sin and sin is something that you and I know of and we don't deal with it tonight, it mocks God if you fast. And tonight God's saying to Isaiah, as he's saying to anyone else, would you cry aloud? Would you lift up your voice and spare not? Don't be easy. Don't be kind. Don't be gentle. Don't pat them on the shoulder. Don't say it's going to be okay. Don't say everything's going to be all right. Because tonight, if you're fasting and you got sin in your life, it's not okay. It's not all right. And you're mocking God. 
And so tonight, we've got to be serious. If we're going to be serious, we've got to be serious. Amen? And tonight, if we want God to work within our hearts and our lives, then we've got to work with God in our hearts and our lives. And so the first thing I notice in the mocking of, of fasting tonight, he says, my people. My people. The only people tonight that can fast is God's people. Nobody else tonight has the privilege nor the, nor the, uh, uh, the courtesy tonight to, to make sure that their voice is heard on high except my people. Amen. And so the world tonight don't have this privilege. The lost tonight don't have this privilege. The, the religious don't have this privilege tonight. Only God's people, the people of God tonight, have the honor and privilege of fasting towards God. And so, boy, that's why God takes it so seriously. That's why God takes it so soberly tonight. He says, my people. Number two, after he says, my people, I notice my preaching. A word, that word show again tonight is the word we get our word preaching from. That's what preaching is tonight. Preaching is when you front the hearers. You front them. In other words, you don't, you don't calm them down. You don't cool them down. You don't cuddle them. You don't smooth them. You don't say everything's okay, everything's all right. No, the Bible says you cry out, you spare not, you affront them. You tell them exactly what the Word of God says. You tell them exactly what God says. And that's what he's saying to my people. He said, my people, I had, you need to hear my preaching. And so that word preaching there would mean to affront. It means to stand boldly out in the opposite. To oppose them boldly. To stand up before the congregation of God and preach the Word of God, but do it courageously and with boldness and with confidence, yet with love and compassion. And so tonight, uh, preaching tonight is when somebody would stand behind the pulpit or stand behind a place or wherever they're at, and they would bring forth the Word of God. They would cry out. They would spare not. They would lift up their voice like a trumpet. Amen. And they would give forth the Word of God and stand up against everyone who is in opposition to that. That's preaching tonight. Preaching tonight is also to expose the hearers, to bring out in their lives the wrong and the evil, to make sure that they know what truth is and make sure they know what purity is and let them know that God's not pleased with their impurity. And also to bring forth a declaration, thus saith the Lord. And so we find tonight it's going to be done as a trumpet. That's why today in our society, uh, many folks don't like coming to church that has a preacher. They like going to church who has a teacher. They like going to church who has teaching, where it's, where it's just a calmness. It's just no burden is set out. No conviction is laid down. It's all about information. It's all about knowledge. It's all about getting you to have a better understanding of the Scripture so that you can uh, do what you need to do with that information. And yet none of that tonight will do anything that God's speaking of tonight unless it's preaching. Preaching has to front you. Preaching has to spare not you. Preaching's got to expose you. Preaching's got to declare you. Preaching has to stand up an opposite of you. Or, friend, there's no hope for the people of God. Now, tonight, the preaching is for the people of God. Not for the world. The world's not going to accept preaching. They're not going to be told what to do. They're not going to be told that, they don't, that they're sinners. They're not going to be told how to live. They're not going to be told what God's Word says. They're not going to be told. But pre that preachers preaches to God's people. They will receive it. They will enjoy it. Uh, they will be excited about it. They will be welcoming it. They'll say to the preacher, you preach it, brother. You bring it on, brother. You tell it as it is, brother. You front us every single time. And you tell us in the opposition and manifest. And you say, what thus saith the Lord, just like a trumpet. So that's what God's people will say. Now, the world will not say that. The lost will not say that. We find tonight my preaching. And uh, he's saying to uh, God, saying to Isaiah concerning the children of Israel, he says, you need to get their attention. You need to get their attention. Cry aloud. And when somebody does cry aloud, and when somebody does lift their voice up like a trumpet, it gets attention. Right? 
When you've got somebody who's just a mealy mouth speaking smooth things and somebody who's just talking and you really don't, he never has any fluctuation of voice and it just seems to be monotone. It just seems to go the same at all ways and all times. Friend, that doesn't bring alarm in any way. It don't bring no attention anyhow. He said, get attention. And make sure that you not only get the attention of these people, but get their heart and get their mind. And so tonight, God is saying to you and I, as well as the children of Israel, He's saying the mocking of fasting. Uh, he says, my people, my preaching. But then He says, I have a problem. And this is why we need to preach. And here's the problem. Their transgressions. He says that verse 1. Their transgressions. He says, that word transgression means revolt or rebellion. Revolt or rebellion. You see, tonight, the lost cannot revolt. The lost can't have rebellion against God. They can rebel against the family, rebel against the law, rebel against, rebel against people, but they can't rebel against God because they've never been right with God and they've never been in good standing with God. So how do you rebel against that? Amen. And so his people's in transgression tonight, uh, revolting and rebelling, but also that because of their sins. The sins tonight means evil or wrong. So God is saying, by the way of Isaiah, he's saying that my people tonight, uh, we need to get their attention. We need to make sure we get their heart, we get their mind, and because they have transgressions and they have sins in their lives. And I want you to preach to them because we need to get that out. And so we find tonight uh, in doing that, uh, he says that what has, he has a problem with is just that, but he has a problem with they're, they're being hypocrites. They're being hypocrites. You say, how they have been hypocrites? Well, uh, the Bible says in verse 2, he says, while there's transgressions, revolting and rebellion in my people, uh, there is sins which is wrong and evil. He says in verse 2, yet they seek me daily. That's a hypocrite. That's a hypocrite tonight. So a hypocrite tonight is one who seeks God daily in their sins. With their transgressions and with their sins tonight. They're desiring God. They're seeking God. They're searching God. Uh, they, they're seeking Him in such a way to show to have, like they have favor with God. Like they're in friendship with God. They're seeking God like, him and, like them and God is on good terms. Like everything's just fine. Everything's okay. Everything's great. It kind of reminds me of, of those people who sing or those people who get awards and, and they've got filth that they're singing and they got filth and they're getting the rewards. Or maybe some athlete, you know, tonight who, who just is dirty mouth and, and uh, adulterate and a whoremonger and all those kind of things that those, most of those people are tonight. And they get up and they say, we want to thank God for this award. We want to thank God for, for this ability. We want to thank God for that. They're a hypocrite, right? They're seeking God. And yet they're in transgression and sin. And God said, I got a problem with that. I got a problem tonight that you have sin and transgression in your life and you seek me daily. Number two, not only does they seek him daily, but according to the scripture, they said, and delight to know my ways. They desire to know the ways of God. You say, well, man, what's wrong with that, Brother Larry? I mean, anybody and everybody would want to know the ways of God. Isn't that positive? It's not positive when you got sin in your life. That's not positive at all. As, as a people of God tonight who have transgression, you're rebellion and revolting against God, and you seek His ways and you desire His ways, that's a hypocrite. You can't put those two together, amen? I mean, that's like you being married and going home to, your, to another wife. That ain't going to happen. I mean, it does happen, but it's not, it's not the right thing. It's the wrong thing. And so tonight we find that God is saying that I, I am got a problem, and I got a problem in verse 2, is that you are in transgressions and you're in sins. You seek me daily. You delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. He's saying, you know, you are, are seeking me daily, in your sins and trespasses. And you are desiring to know my ways in your sin and trespasses. And you're doing as if you're right. As if you're right with me. And all those that are around you, it seems like you're right with me. Like you're doing righteousness and you're not forsaking the ordinances of mine. And yet you're in sin. And yet you're in transgression. 
And somehow, he says, as if. You read that? And so you're about your life as if you're in obedience to God, as you're obeying the Word of God, as your life, as your ducks in a row, as everything is good and everything is grand, and you present to everyone around you that I am a child of God, and I am walking with God, and all things are right in my life, and yet at the same time, friend, you're not doing what God asks you to do, and the righteousness of your life is because you got unrighteousness in you. you got wickedness. Tonight, you're a hypocrite. And so tonight, God just says, I've got a problem with my people. My people are living hypocritical lives. Number, number five, he says, and verse two as, as well, he said, and they ask of me the ordinances of justice. And they ask, they, what he's saying there is they're asking him uh, to, for the counsel with, the, with transgressions and sins in their lives. It's like you going to God and say, God, I don't know what to do with my wife. I don't know what to do with my husband. And you're asking God, God, would you give me some answers? And yet you're living with sin. And then you got transgression, you got bitterness, and you got unforgiveness, and you got other things in your life that's sin. And yet you're calling out God, asking for God's counsel. You're saying, Lord, I need to know something. I need, I need some help here. I need some guidance in my children. I need some guidance in my finances. And friend, you've got, you've got rebellion in your heart. You're revolting against God. You've got wrong and evil in your life. Friend, he said, that's a hypocrite tonight. I've got a problem with that. Do y'all see a problem with that? Yeah, we, I do too. And, you know, and so I'm thinking, oh God, how many days have I been guilty like this? How many hours have I been before God and, and calling out on God? And God said, listen, I just can't do anything for you because there's sin and transgression in you. Get that cleaned up and then we might have some business to do. It's scary. It's fearful tonight. And so we find that also in verse 2, he says, they take delight in approaching to God. In other words, he said, it's pleasing for them to approach God. For them to come to the house of God. For them to sing the songs of glory. To hear the preaching of the word of God. To come down to the altar. They come approaching God. But they come with sin. And they come with transgression. They're not interested in getting right with God. They're not interested in bringing confession and forsaking of the sins. Uh, They're not interested tonight in being right with God. But they're interested in approaching God. God said, i got a problem with that. Amen? Y'all see what God's problem is tonight? I believe it's the same problem today we have in the church. It's that there's sin and transgressions in our lives. And, and man, we want to approach God. We want to come to church. And then we want to, we want to ask God to counsel us. And, and then we want to act as if we are keeping the Word of God. And as if we are doing what God would have us to do. And really, we're not. And then we, we act as if we are desiring to know His ways. And, and then we are seeking Him daily. But all in sin and transgression. And God said, I have a problem with that. I want you to notice, uh, secondly tonight, not only the mocking of fasting. And that's what fasting, when you're fasting tonight, uh, and you have sin, sin and transgression in your life, you're mocking God. You're mocking God. Tonight, we need to get right with God. We need to get those sins out, those transgressions confessed and forsaken, and get clean and cleared up with God, and then we can fast. In verse 3, I want you to notice the meaning of fasting. The meaning of fasting. So we find in verse 3, now the people are speaking. They say, wherefore have we fasted? They say, and thou seest not, wherefore have we afflicted our soul? Thou hast takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. Now the word fasting there, as you see in the scripture, uh, it means, as it says also, afflicted our soul. Fasting, afflicting our soul is the same. So tonight, fasting is just not removing ourselves from something. There's more to fasting than just not bringing an entertainment or a pleasure or a food or a drink or an activity. And you're going to set that apart and say, I'm not going to do that. And that's going to be called fasting. Fasting does, does have that 
element in it, but it is not fasting. Fasting is the affliction of the soul. You see, the, today we are made up as, a, as the triune God. Uh, we are the triune man, right? We're made up of body, soul, and spirit, right? So the, we think tonight that fasting is going to affect our, our body, right? If you're going to use food as fasting and you're going to say, well, it's going to bring hunger pains, it's going to bring nausea, it's going to bring weakness, it's going to bring uh, some sort of other feelings, and it may, and I hope not, and I pray that it's not the case. But you say, well, the fasting that I'm going to do is going to be, you know, something of not looking at my phone or looking at uh, TV or, or not watching something. And so, again, it's, a, it's the flesh, right? It's the body that seems to be getting uh, the raw deal, right? It's the body that seems like it's getting the trouble. Uh, and so it seems like in every aspect of whatever you're going to fast from or you're going to take away from tonight in order that your voice may be heard up on high, uh, we feel like it is a body issue. It's not a body issue. Uh, we think it might be a spirit issue. It's not a spirit issue tonight. It's a soul issue. No fasting will avail unless it's afflicting the soul. The affliction of the soul. Now we see that in the scripture tonight, the affliction of the soul. So what does that mean though? Tonight it means that it means to self-inflict. In other words, you're going you're gonna to self-inflict you and that, makes, that means that you need to humble oneself. Humble yourself. In order for you not to eat, or you not to watch, or you not to do, it's going to take an humbling to do that. You're going to have to come to a place and make self-infliction and that I am humbling myself under the decision that I have made toward God that I will fast in this manner and humble yourself. All right, so there's an humbling. Uh, that word inflicting would mean also that there is an abasement. I'm abasing myself. I'm bringing myself low. I'm bringing myself down. And the word means depress. I'm depressing myself. In other words, I am not giving myself what I want. I'm not going to give myself what I would even crave. Or what I would even say I need. Alright. So it's a depressing. It is a abasement. It is a humbling. Self-inflicting. You're saying unto God. I. Your child. Will bring myself under subjection. I'll bring myself in abasement. And humble myself. So that I may fast. So that you may hear. My voice upon high. Alright. So that's afflicting. My soul. Now tonight, not only is it afflicting, self-inflicting, but it, it is soul intensive. We think it's body intensive because of the lack of what we want to see or what we want to eat or what we want to drink or what we want to do, right? But it is soul intensive. Now our soul tonight is made up of three. The first thing that our soul's made up of is our will. That's our will. See, when you get saved tonight, you get saved. What gets saved in you? Your, your soul, right? To the saving of the soul. Your body don't get saved. Your spirit don't get saved. Because when you are unsaved, your spirit is dead. Right? But when you get saved, the Holy Ghost of God indwells in you and you become alive spiritually. So now you have a live spirit. And when you die, your body goes to the ground or in the ground. Your soul goes to be with the Lord if you're saved. Your soul goes to hell if you're not. And your spirit goes back to the Lord who made it. And so we find tonight that what is afflicted and what is in intensive on the affliction is the soul. And that soul is made up of the will. The will is what's afflicted. Your will is afflicted. 
Are you willing? Are you willing tonight to fast? Are you willing tonight to set aside? Are you willing to reach out to God so that we can have revival? Or that we can have a moving of God? Or that we can have a stirring? Are you willing? See, that's your soul tonight. Your soul is what you will. Are you willing tonight? And that's what needs to be afflicted. Is the soul. Is the will. But not only does the soul represent the will. But the soul tonight also represents the emotion. Your emotions. So, you, so your emotions have to be afflicted. Your emotions must come under subjection. Must come under control. Your emotions must be disciplined. Your emotions tonight cannot be without any control or any order tonight. And so tonight when you afflict your soul, you're afflicting your emotion. You're abasing your emotion. You are bringing your emotion tonight down and depressing it. You're saying to your emotion, emotion, you have nothing to say. Emotion, you have nothing to do. All you do is emotion is to follow suit. For you are abased and you are humbled. Your emotion is humbled. But not only is it the will and the emotion and the and the emotion tonight, but we find in this very mind of the of the soul tonight, which is who you are and what you are, we find the intellect. The intellect. The intellect tonight is your soul. So your soul is made up of will, intellect, and emotion. And when somebody says, hey, do you know, do you know Sister Kaylin? And we usually say, yeah, we know her. She's got brown hair, you know. She's about, you know, I don't know, 5'1", and, and weighs uh, 100 pounds. And, uh, you know, and, and she wears these kind of clothes, and she has these kind of jewelry, and this, that, and the other. So we're describing her body. That's not her. Her soul, who we would describe, is her will, her emotion, and her intellect. See, that's who she is. The, the body's just a covering or the tent of the soul. And so tonight, all of us are a soul. And every one of us tonight have a will and an intellect, and we have an emotion. And if we're going to fast tonight, we're going to have to afflict the soul. You have to afflict that intellect. And say, listen, you're going to have to be abased. You've got to be humbled. You're going to have to be to the place where you're depressed. And I'm not talking about depressed in the way of depression. I'm talking about depressed in the way that your intellect doesn't take charge. Or your will don't take charge. Or your, or your very uh, desire or emotion don't take charge tonight. And you say, Lord, I, I'm just... Giving that over to you. And so here's how it is. What governs your soul tonight is what you think. What you want and what you do. Let me say that again because that covers all three. What you want, what you think, and what you do is your soul. That's why your soul needs to be saved. Because it's what you think, it's what you want, and it's what you do. You say, how do I know if I'm saved tonight? Ask those three questions. What do I want? What do I think? And what do I do? And if God is not in it, you're unsaved tonight. That's why the soul needs to be saved. The body, the flesh will always, be, will always go out of whack because it is not saved. And the spirit tonight uh, will always turn toward God. And so we find tonight that this soul uh, is going to have to find its intensive. It's a battle for this fasting. Can I say here thirdly that it's a spiritual involvement. The fasting tonight is not physical. If your fasting tonight is a physical thing, then you got the wrong idea. It's your soul that needs to be fasting, not your body. It's not, it's, the infliction is on your soul and not the body, so it's not a physical issue. Fasting has nothing to do physically. Has everything to do with your mind, intellect, your will, and your emotion. All right? So we find tonight it's a spiritual involvement. 
It has nothing to do mentally. You say, I'm just not mentally tough. It don't require mentally tough. It requires spiritual. Spiritual. It's not emotional. It's not mental. It's not physical. It's spiritual. And tonight, only those that are spiritual will be able to fast. But fast and pleasing God once you, were, once you get cleaned up and cleansed with the Lord. Amen. And so we find tonight uh, a meaning of fasting. Number three, I want you to notice the misunderstanding of fasting. The misunderstanding of fasting is also in verse 3. Uh, let's read that scripture. It says, Wherefore we have fasted, say they, and thou hast thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast ye you find pleasure, and exact all your labors. So here's the misunderstanding of fasting. Number one, the practice of it obligates God. In other words, tonight if you fast... Then you have, then you have, then, uh, then God's now obligated to do whatever you ask of Him. That's a misunderstanding of fasting. God's never obligated to do anything. And look what they look what they said, because that's what they thought. They said in verse three, "Wherefore have we fasted?" They say, say they, and thou seest not. In other words, God, we're fasting and you don't even see it. You're obligated to see it. You're obligated to watch us at home while we're doing the fasting. You're obligated to see it. Whenever I go to a restaurant or whenever I go to a place and I fast, and that means I'm afflicting my soul, that means I'm afflicting my, my will, my intellect, my emotion. I'm doing it all like you want me to do it, and I'm really fasting. And, and, you, and then you say, God, you're not even watching. Because somehow, some way, with our fasting, we're expecting God to be in the way of obligation to see us. Right? So we can't walk around. Man, today I didn't eat no meat. Today I didn't watch my, I didn't watch the show. Today I didn't do the thing. You know, today, man, I'm fasting today. And, and uh, look at me, oh God. Man, if you're doing that, you're already in the wrong direction. You're already working the wrong, because you're making God, like, obligated to see you. And then they said this. They said this about this fasting tonight as well. They said, uh, wherefore have we afflicted our soul? And they really did. Well, they wouldn't have said. They really did afflict their soul. They really did afflict their, their will. They afflicted their emotion. They afflicted uh, tonight uh, their, 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 their intellect. We find tonight, they said this. And thou takest no knowledge. But don't you recognize us? I mean, we are your people out here fasting, and we are doing it exactly what we ought to be doing in the way of this affliction to the soul. And man, where are you at? We're doing all the work. You know, we're down here, man. We're abasing ourselves. We're humbling ourselves. We're depressing ourselves. We're doing without. We're letting things go. We're moving this and moving that and all that kind of stuff. Where are you at, God? And what they don't know is they're doing it all in sin and transgression, right? right. We, we know the story. That's why God is not recognizing it. That's why there's no knowledge. That's why they feel like that because they're doing it in, in sin. I'm telling you, they're sincere in their fasting. And they are really doing as God would have them to do in fasting, but they're doing it with sin and transgression. And so he has no knowledge of that. Does that make sense? They're sincere, though. And they're not playing games in the way of fasting. Just like in the New Testament, where they tell Jesus, they say, I fast twice a week. Man, they're sincere about that. I mean, listen, they're for real. And I, I, I mean, I, I fast, and, and they put, they put the, the markings on them, and they put the ashes on them, and they do all that kind of stuff so that man could look upon them. And Jesus said, thou hypocrite. They're, they're serious about that. I mean, nobody's going to go out there and put ashes and make a big deal out of this fasting tonight uh, without being serious about it. But they're seriously wrong, just like they're seriously wrong here. And how they're making God, like, obligated that he has to knowledge them and see them why they're doing what they're doing. 
And so we find, uh, secondly, uh, that with verse 3, the performing of the fasting uh, obeys God. That's what the misunderstanding of fasting is. Just because of the performing of the fasting, don't please God. Just for the fact that you're not eating for one day, or the fact that you're not doing something for one day, that fact don't please God. Because they were doing that. And God took no knowledge of it. And God didn't have anything to do with it. They did perform it. And so we've got to understand tonight, it's just not the performance of the fast. There's something more greater because of the fast. Not that it's just the performance of it. So look, we're not going to just, you know, ruffle, uh, I mean, blow a smoke or, or make a boastful thing because we're fasting. Our church is fasting for 21 days, you know, and, and we're this, we're that. We're, hey, all that don't need to be said anywhere to anybody, friend, because there's nothing to be said tonight because if God don't even recognize it and God don't acknowledge it, uh, then we're wasting uh, that hamburger on that day that we didn't eat. Right? You should have just ate the hamburger. And so tonight we find that we... To say to God, God, just because we perform it, that doesn't mean we're obeying God. There's got to be some more to that. So it's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. And if we're not eating something or we're setting something aside, it's because we have a spiritual desire and a spiritual hunger so that God would do spiritual work in the spiritual life of this church. Right? And so that's why we're going to do what we do and not because God to see it or to God obey us or to God be obliged to, to do something for us tonight. But it's because we want to be obedient to him. We find tonight uh, that, uh, that fast and they found pleasure. Look, look here in verse 3. It says, behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure. What he's saying about that is today, today in Israel, all over the world, is the first day of the year for Israel. Right? Yom Kippur, right? And so this is that fast. That fast that they're talking about. The children of Israel today, in 2022, will go 25 hours without eating, without drinking. Because this is the first day of their year. All right? This is the fast that he's talking about right here. Out of Leviticus chapter 16, the Day of Atonement. And so we find that what happens, though, is the children of Israel on that day, because... I know, some, I know some people that were Jews. They're off today. They didn't work today because of that. And so, but instead of reflecting on their sin, reflecting on their lives, reflecting on their, what they do for God and, and, and God himself, according to the scripture, these group of people, uh, they would cut their grass, go down to the mall, kind of fix the buildings because they have a day off. Instead of using it for that fast and, and, and a religious and spiritual sense, they're using it for other things, and God's recognizing it. And that's what he's saying. He said, when, he, when he makes that statement there in verse 3 at the bottom part of that, when he says that, uh, Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure. Now, let me ask you something tonight. If you're fasting, is there pleasure in fasting? No. There's no pleasure in affliction. I don't know who you are, what you are, but nobody tonight loves affliction. And whenever you fast and it's affliction of your soul, your, your intellect, your will, and your emotions tonight, it's going to be a difficult. And these people found pleasure because God says, he said, I'm just not pleased with that. I got a problem. And then he goes on and says an exact all your labors. And all he's saying is this, is you fast for selfish reasons. That's what you're, fa that's what you're fasting for. Exact all your labors. You're making money. You're doing things to improve yourself. And that's the problem that he's having. God said, this is not a fast. That's what he says. This is not a fast. In verse 4. Behold ye fast for strife and debate. And to smite with the fist of wickedness. 
ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. This is not a fast. And we don't want God to look upon us tonight and say, what you're doing is not a fast. We don't want that tonight. And that's why we're teaching and preaching tonight about the fast. First thing we have to do tonight, we've got to get our hearts clean with God. We've got to search our hearts. Is there any sin within us? Have I offended anyone? Have I done, said anything that would bring an offense to my children? To my spouse, to my family, to my church, to my friends, my neighbors, my co-workers, anyone, everybody. I got to get this out. Maybe there's something within our crawl that's been there for a year or two years. It might be something tonight of unforgiveness. It might be something of a jealousy. It might be something uh, that is just down deep. And Tonight, it needs to come out. It needs to come forth so that we can, God can look at us and say, yes, that's a fast. That's a fast. We can go through all the motions. You can do all of the formality of it. You can go all through the 21 days of doing all that you can and all that you will, and God will not recognize it as a fast. Amen? He's serious about this fast tonight. Number four, I want you to notice the motive of fasting. Verse five, it says, Is it such a fast? That I have chosen. You see tonight. The, ch- the fast that we want to do. Is the fast that he chooses. Right. Not the fast that we choose. But the fast he chooses. You know we've had a hard time. I did too. What am I going to fast? How am I going to fast? All that kind of, I read that today. He says. Is it not the fast that I choose? And I got rebuked. I said I'm Lord. I'm sorry. No what is it the fast that you want Lord? So now all my fasting is starting all over today. What is it, Lord, you want? I'm praying tonight. As I'm preaching, I'm praying and I'm asking God, as as I'm telling you tonight, what is the fast that you choose? Because I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. I, I want some results. I want some moving and stirring of God in our church and our people and our homes, our families, our hearts. I don't want to just... Get up there and do a fast, and it means nothing. I want something. And so the motive of the fasting, uh, according to verse 5, is it is such a fast that I have chosen. It is a fast to please God. That's the fast he has chosen for us, to please him. Not to please us. But then a fast to honor God. That whatever fast we take on, It brings honor to God. It brings a pleasure in the eyes of the Lord. It brings a worship to God. That this fast that I do at work or the fast I do at home or the fast I do at church or at the restaurant or wherever I'm at, it brings a worship. God is worshipped in my fast. That's a fast He chooses. That He gets honor, He gets praise, and He gets the worship. And we walk out of the fast after 21 days with no credit, with no boasting, with nothing to say, look what you did and look how you did it. And, and all of these things that we might feel like we have achieved something and that we need maybe a, a ribbon or we need at least a letter or someone to, to acknowledge that we for 21 days have fasted under this uh, goal that we have. And God said, no, that's not it. That's not it. It's complete 100% me. Me, whatever it is, you, you, you could fast. I'm not going to eat no chocolate M&Ms. But if you do it unto him, that's a fast. <laughs> I like them peanut ones. He calls it tonight in the way of, of the scripture, verse 5. He says, a day. A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? You know what he calls it, what God calls it for you and I tonight, that if we're going to fast? He calls it a day that we can afflict our soul. A day to afflict our soul. So whenever you fast, it's a day 
to afflict your soul. But then he calls it this, called an acceptable day of the Lord. In other words, whenever you finally get with God and God says, finally says, this is what I want you to fast. I want you to fast every day this. I want you to fast one time a week. Uh, I want you to fast on Saturday. I want you to fast on whatever tonight you and God come up with or you have uh, the, the goal with God to do. You just know it's this. It's going to be a day of the afflicting of the soul and it's going to be the acceptable day of the Lord. Amen. Whatever he accepts is to call the acceptable day. So whatever he accepts, Lord, you want me to fast on Wednesdays, on Sundays, God says, yeah, I want you to fast on Sundays. That is called the acceptable day of the Lord. Isn't that good? Because it's what he accepted. And so we find tonight uh, in this fast, uh, there is a motive to, pray, to please, to praise, and to honor our God. And then let me say here tonight, fifthly, the means of fasting. I don't have much time. Time's gotten away. But I just want to say the first one tonight, and then we'll finish this up on Sunday night. The means of fasting. In other words, tonight, what can be the results of, of, of this fasting? Is, it, is this fasting just for our revival? Can fasting be just for something in a, spiritual sense or can it be something else and more well he gives us a few things tonight uh i'm just going to give you the first one he says in verse six he says is not this the fast that i have chosen and then he tells them what he's chosen it for to loose the bands of wickedness i called it that we are to, the, the, the means of, of fasting is that for the freedom of bands. That God's people has chains, bands upon them. For example, I'm just going to give you a few tonight. So what would be the means of fasting? What would bring us to 2023 and we'd say, you know what, I'm going to fast more. I'm not going to just fast these 21 days. I'm going to fast after and beyond. So what are some things? Well, one of the things God said that you can fast for is to have freedom from the bands. In other words, tonight, the, maybe the, the ban of smoking, bands of wickedness. You have a problem smoking, right? You're a Christian. You don't want to smoke. You don't think smoking is what you ought to be doing, but man, you're having a hard time. What can I do? Try fasting. That's what the Bible teaches. Fasting will loose the bands of wickedness. Right? So the bands of smoking. How you say, I got, a, I got a real problem with the anger. That's wicked. How can I get that loosed? Fasting. Fasting will loose the band of anger. You say, well, what, what if I have the, like a, 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 the wickedness of, of, a, of maybe an unforgiveness, unforgiving? How can I get there, Brother Larry? Fasting. Fast to loose the bands of wickedness of maybe it is lying. Now, I tell you, I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven, but I just have a hard time telling the truth. It just seems like when I get in a spot, when I get in a trouble, I, I, I give a half lie. I give a three-quarter uh, truth. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm under conviction about it, but it seems like I just can't get over the hump here. How can I do that? Fasting. Amen? To loose the bands of wickedness. It, it might be tonight. It might be alcohol. It might be, it might be cussing tonight. It might be pornography tonight. It might be, it might be you know, I, I don't know what wickedness it is tonight uh, that's maybe called addiction or maybe called habitual or maybe called something that's a thorn in your flesh. It may be something tonight you can call it anything you want, but you know it's wrong. It might be laziness. But I've got to get over it. I've got to get beyond 
I got to go forward. I've tried everything in the world. I don't know what else to do tonight. Can I just give you an opportunity to just fast? And that will break the loose, the bonds, the bands of wickedness. Have you thought about that before? No, not really. It's always been, let's go to the doctor. Let's get a patch. Let's get a pill. Let's get a shot. Let's go to psychiatrist. Let's go to psychologist. Let's go to the counselor. How, how can we just don't go to fasting? God gives, he said, I'll take care of that. I'll lose that band of wickedness. Huh? You got a problem with rebellion? Disobedience to parents? You can't seem to do what they tell you? Won't you start fasting? That's how that works. Amen? Lusting? Whatever it is tonight, we all have these in our lives. We can't walk around here as if we think that we're angels. Like there's nothing, we don't sin or that there's no problem with me. Everybody else is, I'm, I'm perfect in every way. Tonight, that's not the truth. And so there are some things in our lives that are just wicked. And we don't want them there. And God says, I got an answer for you. Fast. Fast. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. We'll, we'll talk about this on Sunday. With the help of the Lord, we'll, we'll bring forth what else he has for us on this thought about fasting. I love you, church. And I, and I applaud you tonight. To have the desire to fast. And for you to get in agreement with me about fasting. I'm really excited about that. And I know that you are too. But we got to do a fast that he has chosen. And we got to do it sinless. And we got to do it without transgression. I guess tonight Lord. I guess tonight church that. We're here. Others are not. So I'll really ask you tonight. If there's anything that we can get done tonight. And that is this. Is to really ask the Lord to search our hearts. To find any wicked way within us. And to show us. And to guide us. So that we may forsake. And confess. These things. Because we don't want to get in the way and we don't want to be the one who doesn't fast his fast. We want to do it right. We want to be right. Because we want to be effective. It's like this tonight, church. Maybe our revival meeting is or our stirring or maybe our church growth or maybe more families come to our church. It's because of us. And God's asking tonight, won't you fast? But we can't just fast off the whim. We got to have his chosen fast. You think about that as you search your heart tonight. As we think, or what is it? If we're about to pray, you can do that there as well. Thank you, Lord. In his truth, good. All right, any prayer requests tonight? Mr. Boyce, my Savior goes before me, and with his loving hand he leads the way, and with each breath I whisper, I adore thee. Oh, what joy to walk with him each day, each step I take, I know that he will go. Do I
I know that. 